Corona Chronicles session two. We got Catherine Lott joining us for this session of the Corona Chronicles. Um, Catherine Lott is with Southern Smoke, a nonprofit 501c3 foundation created to raise funds for charitable purposes, uh, principally for support and assistance for those in the food and beverage community and their suppliers. I actually came across, I've met, I've heard this uh, foundation mentioned before, uh, Southern Smoke, but I just want to give a special nod to, um, and forgive me, I don't know your real name, but Donut Digest for tagging me in this post uh, where you mentioned that we should be checking out uh, Southern Smoke uh, nonprofit for uh, the funding. So basically, the reason why I want to give uh, Southern Smoke uh, 15 minutes in the spotlight, 20 minutes in the spotlight is because one of the things we can do while our restaurants are closed or while things are slow during these hard times is to create awareness um, around uh, the nonprofits that are out there uh, that we can be telling our uh, guests to be sending money to. If, if you guys want to collect money uh, for a good cause, there's a lot of, you know, things you have to take into consideration to do this legally. Um, so if there's already a pre-existing uh, nonprofit out there, a 501c3, just channel the resources to those foundations. There's multiple foundations out there. Today we're talking to Southern Smoke. Uh, we list other foundations you can send your money to um, during this conversation. But the, the big takeaway for me today is what we can be doing is telling our guests, our customers, where to be sending money. And you should be having them send it to these 501c3s. Don't do it yourself. There's people that exist for things like this. Funnel the resources to those platforms. I think that's the big takeaway. But Catherine Lott gets into the details, um, and hopefully you guys are better off after listening to her. Here it is. All right, Unstoppables, I'm back, and it might have only been uh, two hours since you listened to my last episode, but we're going to be cranking these things out as fast as I can record them. Now I have Catherine Lott. Catherine, tell us who you are and who you're with. I am the executive director of Southern Smoke Foundation, uh, whose founder is Chef Chris Shepard. So, yes, Chris Shepard, somebody I've been after for a while now. He is on my hit list. I'd love to get him on the show whenever he's ready. But uh, <laughs> basically what I'm doing with these episodes is I've been keeping my ear to the ground all day, kind of trying to see what the industry is saying. And in the back of my mind, there's like, there's no way I can keep up with all this, put out one big episode. And when I do, it's going to change. So the, my new approach is just going to be to, as I see a way to help, as I see a way to give somebody like yourself a platform to share what you're doing to help, I'm just trying to bring all these places, all these things that are happening in, into the industry into one place so we can get the word out there. Uh, so basically exp- explain to myself and the listeners what Southern Smoke is and how you're looking to help and how we can help you help. Well, first of all, thank you, because uh, I think that that is do. the biggest thing that we need right now is to spread the message. And I know that there are so many people out there that want to help and that have been active in their communities and, and have great hearts, um, but they're just sort of having to sit on their hands for the moment. And so this is a great tool for us and for any other organization that is uh, poised for crisis relief. Um But to answer your question about Southern Smoke, uh, we initially started as a um, fundraiser for Chris's former sommelier, uh, Antonio Gianola, who was diagnosed with MS. Mm. And um, we brought in a bunch of Chris's friends from James Beard Award winning chefs, et cetera, and uh, created this festival festival, just sort of off the cuff originally. Um, And it was before I was even around 
And we ended up raising over $100,000 and, and really found a, a great opportunity there to be significant in the fundraising forum. Um, and then when Hurricane Harvey hit in 2017, uh, I had just come on staff and Chris desperately wanted people in the food and beverage industry to benefit from the fundraising efforts that we were all making. And he wanted to put checks directly into the hands of the people that needed it mm. in real time. And so that year we were able to raise uh, $501,000, distribute that to 139 individuals. And um, by doing so, we were um, really astonished by the, the major need and the void and the lack of safety net for people in this industry. Um, of course, everybody, unlike folks that live paycheck to paycheck, these folks live shift to shift and often underinsured and up against a lot of other challenges. Mm -hmm. And so um, we created that as our full-time mission and our 24-7 operation um, of establishing the Emergency Relief Fund for Southern Smoke. And um, we've been able to distribute over $1.6 million wow. to this day. Wow. So, thank yeah, you, thank you for the work you're doing. Uh, that's amazing. And, um I mean, I just can't even imagine how in a time like this, how you guys are even like, what's your strategy of approaching this? How, how do you plan on like, what, what, what are you guys going to do? Like, I'm just curious, like, how do you plan on tackling this, this massive uh, right, hurdle? Right. Right. It's, it's, it's pretty exponential. Um, because we had to cancel our own uh, Southern Smoke Spring Gala, <laughs> yeah. uh, which was supposed to take place on March 28th. Oh, um, so we sorry. are always ready for any sort of um, life emergency. Um, we have made donations to the tune of $98,000 to keep someone alive. And so we always have those funds available. Um so we're healthy and, and we're physically strong, but we aren't where we were supposed to be. And certainly not when we're addressing this amount of tragedy that we're facing. And so right now we're on a massive fundraising campaign, um, both via social media. I know a lot of people automatically go, well, let's have an event. And that's, that's out of the question. Right. Um, and so we are partnering with people around the country. Um, people that want to raise monies, people that want to do good, people that are donating directly to our site. Um, and we are going to launch an online raffle. We haven't announced this yet. This is the first time that we're announcing it. Um, but we're going to launch an online raffle, maybe an auction too, to give people something to do that's fun during, uh, this not downtime. I hate to say downtime. Um, but during the time that they might be looking at screens a little bit more and wanting to help a little bit more without having heavy social interaction. So we're trying to get creative. We're um, having as much fun with it while we're also taking it very, very critically and seriously on our end too. And yeah. just spreading the word with people like you. So Be thank you. My pleasure. Uh, uh, before we dive into how we can help uh, and get behind this, this uh, fund you guys have going on, what, is your plan for like, how are you like, it's hard to say now cause it's so early, but how do you hope to help? How, yeah. What things do you hope to do with the, this fundraising? Um, with the, with the fundraiser is just literally giving us more, uh, ammo to go out there and combat what 
is being done in this industry financially with regard to the devastation that some people will face, right? Many people will face. And we understand that. Um, But very specifically, what I think is important to know is that our operation does crisis relief 24-7 on a daily operation. So we have folks that have kids with cancer. We have folks in the food and beverage industry that are facing crisis on a daily basis. And we have learned by trial and error how to um, combat those things. Um, It hasn't always been perfect, but we've done a damn good job and we're really proud of what we have. And we have a very solid operation right now. Beautiful. Well, I just know there's so many people out there um, that are looking for ways to help. So even if our list, our restaurant tour listeners are out there and you were uh, faced with a really hard decision to close your restaurant. And now you find yourself with all this extra time uh, because you can't do what you would be doing every day. You're just trying to keep your head above uh, the surface. One thing you could start doing uh, is just educating the general public, right? I think that's Mm -hmm. one thing that a lot with, with all this, I hate to say newfound time because I know you guys probably aren't sitting on your hands, like relaxing on the beach during this. Uh, you're probably freaking out trying to figure out how you're going to pay your mortgage and feed your children and your family and whatever other issues you're facing. But I think one thing we can all do as an industry is educate the general public on how much of a hit specifically the restaurant and hospitality and just uh, events in general are, are taking because of this. Um, and then may, maybe you, our listeners can get out there and just maybe make a post on to your, to your communities uh, that there are to, to try to find the other uh, Southern smokes out there and Southern smoke and to donate to these facilities. So after the, the, you know, when this is all behind us, we can recover much faster. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because for those of us, you know, I'm not in the restaurant industry. I'm an advocate for the restaurant industry um, as a nonprofit leader. And um, one of the things that that I've sort of identified as a, as a new challenge as we go through this, uh, even though we are a 24-7 crisis relief organization, is what's different than facing natural disasters um, and some of the other things that we face on an ongoing basis is during a hurricane or during tornadoes or during wildfires, whatever the case may be, we look up from those and we know that there's a morning that we wake up and that crisis is over. Yeah. And there's no, end we now this, can assess, we say, okay, <laughs> our roof is caved in yeah. or our car is flooded or whatever the case may be. And then we start attaching dollar amounts to that. And then we can start funding that, right. And getting people the relief that they need. And so right now, the interesting thing is that we have to wait. And that's very hard for those of us in crisis relief Mm -hmm. to say to anyone is that we have to wait to assess what the true crisis is at hand. And right now, what we're seeing right now with the applications that are coming in is fear. Mm. And we understand that fear. And we want you to know that we have partnerships with mental health organizations, with behavioral health organizations, um, we can get you in touch with people to talk to if you are experiencing heightened anxiety, panic attacks, anything like that. We are there for that purpose as well as for funding purposes. But to fund, we are going to have to wait a little bit 
longer and no longer than absolutely necessary, but a little bit longer to truly assess the damage that is going to be caused by this. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I mean, we've never I mean, in my 34 years of existence, I don't remember anything quite like this. Uh, so, you know, it's a new for a lot of us. So we're, I'm sure even you yeah. guys are trying to figure it out as you go. Uh, but you mentioned something real. There's a lot of panic, and a lot of fear. I think one thing that we need to do is, you know, to to try to alleviate that by first letting people know that I, you know, I don't want to say this isn't a serious thing because it's a very serious thing, but I don't think many, many people have their lives to fear. Right. Um, there's some people that absolutely do. Uh, so I think that's important that we kind of let people know that there is a way that we can overcome this. Right. Um, and to not let your fear make you react like reactionary. Right. Uh, the purpose of me recording these like shotgun episodes is to keep people positive and to let people know that there is help out there and there's things we can do in the, during the turbulence of all this, there's things we can do to keep ourselves focused to come out the other end. Uh, and one of those things is to spread the word about organizations like your own and how we can educate the general public. So just keep yourselves busy out there. There's things you can do to help everyone. We need to get aligned. We need to be all pulling in the same direction and creating awareness around things like what you're doing is just one of those things we can do. And that's why I wanted to get you guys on the show. You did mention you wanted to drop some do's and don'ts on us before we wrapped up this conversation. So what do you have? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the do's um, for for us and for anyone across the country that is wanting to, if you're a great organizer, if you've got a strong network, um, well, first, don't ask restaurants for donations right now right. in order Jesus. to fundraise. But do fundraise, right? Yeah. And then my do fundraise and do be kind to each other. If you're a landlord, while people are trying to be um, as mindful about quarantining, et cetera, don't kick a family out. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't shut down on the restaurants in, in such a way. If you can, we understand landlords have their own thing too, but, but it is really important for all of us to bind together and to make sure that we are working together as kindly and as understandably and empathetically as possible. If you are, going to fundraise and you are not a crisis relief nonprofit specialist, we really encourage you to find a nonprofit like ourselves. And it certainly doesn't have to be us, but find a nonprofit that specializes this and give your money to them so that they can go through all of the organizational ins and outs. Um, and they have the right steps and procedures in place, staffing, et cetera, in order to process donors' monies so that everybody's safe and so that we get the money where it needs to be. For instance, for us right now, um, while our primary obligation is, of course, to our Houston community, we have set up partnerships with Austin, Texas, where they're raising their own funds. And then we are creating earmarked funds for Austin applicants, right? And they can track that and we're fully transparent and we can dole those out in a way that still has a vetting process and anonymity process um, where the checks and balances are still there. It's still a way for the donors to receive their tax write-offs and whatever else they need. Uh, We just created another partnership today in Phoenix. Um, So, If there are those folks out there, the one thing that I would like to tell them is please don't take on crisis relief yourself. 
we're here for you too. Yeah, this is the we time love to learn that that uh, vertical. Uh, right. Collaborate with right. the ones let's that know it. Let's not recreate. Yeah, let's not recreate or create the wheel. I promise not to cook in any kitchen. If you promise not to take a class, yeah, that's a great and, lesson. Um, I mean, that's why I'm doing this right here because we don't know how to think through these things, uh, but we can channel our efforts right. by knowing about organizations like your own. What are some other organizations out there that you're familiar with? If we're not in Texas, because this is a worldwide podcast, uh, mostly United yeah, States. So, but what? Who else do we need to know about? Who else can we go to to support? So for Georgia residents, um, I highly recommend going through the Giving Kitchen. Um, there are other organizations, uh, uh, gosh, uh, uh, Family Meal in Portland. There is uh, an organization called CORE. Um, we're few and far between. Yes. I'm sure that when you, when you choose your charity, you choose wisely. And if you have any questions about where your money is going, you know, certainly reach out to leadership before you donate if you have any questions about that. Yes. Um, and did you drop all of your do's and don'ts on us? Because I don't want to cut you short. No, I think that those are those are the big things is be kind to each other. Let's all get through this together, regardless of whether or not you're in the industry or not. Um, for us, I do want to let you guys know that we cover farmers, ranchers, beer truck drivers, um, anybody that gets the food and beverage from, from the start to the plate on somebody's table in a restaurant, we cover all of those folks. Yes. And so while we'll be prioritizing, um, and medical is first for us. So if you have an emergency medical need outside of calling 911, obviously, um, those cases will be moved up to the forefront for us. Um, and then we will prioritize as needed going forward. And we just really appreciate any and all support we can get right now. Yes, absolutely. And anything I can do to help, just let me know, please. And uh, just thank you so much for taking the time to come on real quick to kind of give your perspective. Uh, and I think you nailed it on the head when you said togetherness. I think that's the one thing that I'm hoping to achieve by recording these shotgun interviews is to bring the industry and beyond the industry, the, the nation together with where we are. Because the more people that get on board, the more... More, more people that pull in one direction to to listen to our leaders and to follow suit and to to, to, to listen to the experts, right? The faster I feel like we can recover from this. So uh, I wouldn't be able to right. do it without people like you. So thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. And hey, if there's anybody out there outside of the restaurant industry that can't donate cash, but has just a phenomenal raffle item or something to that we can auction off online in order to raise funds, uh, message us on Facebook or Instagram and, and we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Beautiful. Uh, again, thank you so much, Catherine. Um, I'll be sure to uh, link to any of the, so I think what I'm going to do, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash C-O-V-I-D-19. And what I'm going to do is just continue like an, a, a continuation of all the interviews I do. I think I'm just going to put them into that one post. So everything's right there and just kind of compound on it as I go. Cause I'm probably going to record 30 interviews in the next three days. So uh, yeah. I'm just trying to put it all in one <laughs> spot you. to make it good, easy. Good, good, good. Uh, my pleasure. Awesome yeah, yeah. Work, uh, so uh, that's where you can head to kind of learn more uh, and to maybe find some of the links, some of the 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 other uh, nonprofits out there like yourself that are doing good. If you guys want to find those links, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash COVID19. Uh, and again, thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Stay, stay, stay tough. Keep fighting the good fight. Right. Same. Cheers.
All right, there you go. Um, I hope you guys found value in that 20-minute uh, episode. Uh, Catherine shared some really great things. Again, I think this overarching uh, theme of just coming together, getting on the same page, uh, and this just togetherness is what's going to get us through this. Um, thank you for emphasizing that, Catherine. And again, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if you want to collect money to help uh, your community, the restaurants in your community, or your own restaurant, you know, go out there, uh, promote these nonprofit 5013 organizations. Today we spoke to Southern Smoke. There were some other uh, platforms mentioned in today's episode. If you're in those regions, um, use those platforms. Talk to your guests. Talk to your community. If they say, hey, I want to help, can I send you money? Be like, yes, but don't send it to me. Send it to fill in the blank 501. Through, sorry, 501c3 organization. They have the framework, the systems, the processes, the priorities to do it right. So that's how you can help if you're looking for a way to come through the other end. Let's start funneling these uh, supportive dollars to the right place. And I think that's the big takeaway today. And uh, guys, I'm going ham. I'm going to be recording five to 10 interviews a day, and I'm paying attention to you. Again, special thanks to uh, Donut. Stand by. I got to open my Instagram page. Donut Digest. I, I'm sorry. I don't know your real name. I appreciate you tagging me in this post. Uh, let me know who I need to get on one of these chronicles to share their knowledge, to uh, help us, the industry as a whole, get through this, this uh, hurdle or over this hurdle. We can do it faster together. I need your help. Don't be shy. Uh, Eric at Restaurant Unstoppable. Best way to get this information is on my Facebook page. The, the private group that I'm, I'm hosting right now is uh, unstoppable restaurant owners and operators ask to join that and um, join the conversation. Uh, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash. I think we're calling it uh Corona virus podcast or sorry, restaurant coronavirus podcast. So RCP restaurant unstoppable.com slash RCP, the fastest way in a, I'll be chronicling every one of these episodes over there. And like I said, five to 10 episodes or recordings a day would be unreasonable. So if you want to stay uh, up to date, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you're heading over to restaurant unstoppable.com slash RCP. Do it. All right. Talk to you in a few hours. Peace.